This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3, getting you ready for today's sports day. You know, three of the first four games have been at home, so you know at some point in time you're going to have to venture out outside the 806, so that'll be... That'll start this week. While having a little fun along the way. Always good if you can blame it on somebody else, right? Yeah, sure. Especially some media guy. Sure. Right, some media guy. Catch the show live weekday mornings from 6 to 9 on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T 97.3. Now, this does not probably speak well for me. But uh, when I when I listened to uh, Jerry Jones and uh, one of Jeff's Sports Center this morning talking about T.Y. Hilton, whom they just signed, and uh, he says... He's one of the smartest wide receivers that I can remember. He's ready to go. I'm wondering, what are the other wide receivers for the Cowboys thinking? Are they thinking, do you think I'm dumb? Or is that just, am, am, I, am I overthinking this? Yeah, I think you're probably overthinking it. Okay. Yeah, I think that's just a compliment to him and feeling like he'll be able to pick up their offense quickly and yeah. be able to be a factor. You're probably right. Quickly. I, I don't think it's it meant as a shot. Okay. As, his other dumb receivers. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, uh, you know, I, mean, I kind of I trust your judgment because you, you're usually uh, pretty good about <clears throat> being able to kind of read between the lines on something like that. So yeah, sometimes you, it, it kind of does work that way where you, you, you don't mean to necessarily, but mm-hmm. you, you overcompliment. You might overcome. Like I might say to you, Jeff, you're uh, or Chuck, you're 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 one of. You're my favorite employee to ever work with. You're my favorite ever mm-hmm. co-host or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's meant just as a compliment to you. And meanwhile, Clint's like, well, wait a minute, I'm doing a show with you right now. You, right. So I just meant it as a compliment to you, but others take it. It can take it the wrong way. It's like you have two Because lives. if you really say it, yeah. if you really mean what you said, you mm-hmm. are saying, Clint, you're not my favorite. <laughs> right, right, right. So that's why you have to be careful. Right. No, it's, you know, with... People like you that live, Some, live, live double lives, you know. Yeah, I think people who overcompliment, mm-hmm. I don't, I kind of, I shy away from them. Yeah. Because I feel like they're not genuine. Yeah. Do you have a, do you have another family like in, uh, nope, Rio Doso or, uh, nope. or Dallas? Because nope. you, you, you could be the kind of guy that would have a secret life that would, take mm-hmm. place that we have we know nothing about you guys are my, actually my my only family the other one's all made up oh okay. that, that whole the whole wife the and kids and thing that really doesn't things. exist there's trying to I mean, make make yourself a little bit more uh becoming yeah i just want people to think i'm a real guy <laughs> but really it's just i mean you guys you're my brothers we're your brothers okay mm-hmm. you uh, somebody want, i don't think it does somebody wants to know if the T.Y. Hilton signing uh, closes the book on uh, Odell Beckham Jr. to the Cowboys. Maybe for this year, and maybe the book on Odell is more closed because he's not healthy. Um, now, what what does that mean with regard to him for next year? Uh, you worry about next year, next year, I guess, at this point in time. Yeah, I think it closes the book on this year. Yeah. But I, I mean, it doesn't mean it's not a possibility that he could sign in the offseason when he's healthier. Yeah. I mean, Jerry said... It didn't appear that uh, he could help them this year. It mm-hmm. would be more of a signing for Nick next year. Yeah. So, you know, why make that move then in that, in that situation? Uh, the breaking news from uh, early this morning, and I'm not sure what time this came across the old wire, I guess eight hours ago, so it was late last night. Uh, Carlos Correa and the San Francisco Giants, 13 years, $350 million. What do you think about that? I'm so thrilled. 
I, I knew you would be. <laughs> I was happy for you when I heard that because you were worried about the, I, him going to the Yankees. I, I thought that was pretty pretty much squashed if uh, Judge resigned in New York. But mm-hmm. if Judge hadn't resigned in New York, I think there's a great chance that Correa could have been the next Yankee shortstop, which is dumb because like two of their top five prospects in the system are shortstops that, and I believe one of them's maybe a year away. So I, uh, I think it's a good fit for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's too much for him. Yeah. But, but he's 28 too. Yeah. Have at it. You know, so I mean, 13 years, $350 million. It's a record long deal. That is the richest ever for the position. And, uh, according to this ESPN article by Jeff Passan, gives them a franchise-type player that they can build around. <clears throat> hmm. 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 Uh, so, yeah, I, I, you know, $350 million for 13 years. It just seems like, that seems like an eternity. You know what I'm saying? It's for 13 years, mm-hmm. it seems, oh, like, sure, an, sure seems like an absolute eternity. 6.36 this morning here, this morning on the morning drive spitball a little bit. Uh, question here, college basketball. Does Chris Beard get fired by the end of the week? Today's Wednesday. Um, I, I, I have to think that his representatives and lawyers for the University of Texas are working on some kind of a separation agreement. Have to think that, right? I would I would assume so. Yeah. I mean, I I think I would be I think I would be shocked at this point. But I don't think they're just going to fire him with cause at no. this point. No, because, I think to pay him to go away. Yeah, because of all the, you know, all the details not known, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um so I I think they'll just yeah, I think they'll work out a settlement and say, "Okay, we know if all the details were out there, you probably would get fired with cause and mm-hmm. get nothing." Yeah. And so here, take this and go away. That's, I mean, uh, for for Chris Beard, you got to worry at that point. Okay, when's my next next paycheck coming? Right? Because yeah. he's not gonna get another college basketball gig here anytime soon. No, All no. Right? So don't think he'll be, you know, coaching at the local clinic, you know, or anything like that. So. Um, that might be something that he feels like he needs to do is take that money. I do think he'll coach again. Uh, I think he'll have to, I don't know how far he'll have to go down to coach again, whether it's uh, Juco or Division One. you know, like, you know, Sam Houston State or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think he'll coach again. Somebody, somebody uh, with his relationships will give him an opportunity but I, th- I think he's going to have to probably get some help or say that he's going to get some help or have some have some time grow. My, my guess is and I don't know what I don't know what the number would be is maybe if Texas says to him, okay, we're going to pay you for the rest of this year, but the remaining five years that we owe you 25 million, that's off the table. And allow him to allow him to resign, um, quote resign step away um and uh, and then move on but i i just i don't see him coaching another game for the university of texas i i think at this point in time they'd be crazy to put him back on the floor in any capacity yeah i don't think he coaches another game for texas yeah.
getting your sports day started the right way. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, breaking down the biggest games. If Texas Tech does not win the Big 12 Football Conference, who are you rooting for to win the conference if Tech does not win it this year? Well, busting some chops along the way. I hold back on sending you stuff. I mean, I'm very, very, very judicious. We spend three hours a day, five right? days a week together. We, why yeah. do, Why would yeah. we need to communicate during the weekends? <laughs> right. Save we it for the show. We, we, save, we do. We save it for the show. Tune into the Morning Drive Live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T 97.3. Today is the 14th day of December, 2022. Ten shopping days left. Ten. Ten. Ten, unless you go to the, one of the convenience stores on Christmas morning to do your shopping. Here uh, with this day in sports history is the one, the only, Jeff McGuire. 1930 is where we're going to start off today. Mm-hmm. The National Football League Championship took place, kind of, because the Green Bay Packers repeat with the best record in the first past-the-post title. So it was who had the best record at the end of the regular season was the champion. Okay. 1938, Major League Baseball agrees on the use of a standard ball. They disagree, however, on increasing the rosters from 23 to 25 players, although Commissioner Kennesaw Mountain Landis eventually decides on 25. I, they agreed on a standard ball? Was that the first thing that, that you said yes. to yeah. that? Yeah. What, what was the difference? Probably size, if I had to guess. Or stitch count or something, mm. cowhide versus, mm. you know, moose hide or something like that. 1947, National Association of Stock Car Racing, mm-hmm. also known as NASCAR, is founded in Daytona Beach, Florida. So happy birthday, NASCAR. 1950, baseball owners choose Lou P- uh, Pernelli, Phil Wrigley, Dave Delweb, excuse me, and Elias Ryan to select a new commissioner. Mm. 1958, Pat Summerall kicks a game-winning field goal for the New York Giants against the Cleveland Browns at Yankee Stadium. Pat Summerall? Really? He was a kicker. Yeah, he was a kicker. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, and the story on Summerall and broadcasting is fascinating because... He was like rooming with another guy and the phone call was supposed to go for the other guy and Summerall takes the call and he ends up going to do the audition. <laughs> it's, 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 some, it's pretty close to that. 1988, CBS's bid of $1.1 billion wins exclusive 1990 to 1994 Major League Baseball rights. And in 2019... 85th Heisman Trophy Award is going to Joe Burrow. Mm. It is National Biscuits and Gravy Day. Okay. I like biscuits. I like gravy. I don't like biscuits and gravy. I've never had biscuits and gravy. Gravy, it doesn't look appealing to me. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Mm -hmm. It's solid. Uh, happy birthday, DK Metcalf. Tori Kelly is, uh, is there, DK Metcalf is 25, I should say. Uh, pop <laughs> okay. singer Tori Kelly is 30, and Craig Biggio is 57. Hmm. And on this day in 1799, George Washington, the American uh, revolutionary leader and first president of the United States, dies as hit estate at his estate in Mount Vernon, Virginia. He was 67 years old. A young man. 
And that is this day in sports history. Wow, that's a quick one. 6.50 this morning here on the morning drive. Nice to have you with us with Jamie Lint and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Take your thoughts and comments this morning on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to double-t973.com for that or the mobile app. Benchmark hotline is open as well at 806 771 This question, it's a random baseball question. We were just talking about Carlos Correa, though. Uh, this person says, Jamie, so I've heard some of the national pundits discussing the Jacob deGrom signing, and they described the Rangers as the most irrelevant team in baseball. Is that hyperhole, hyperbole? Hyperbole? Hyperbole. Yeah, you're right. Hyperbole. You know, sometimes when you read it and look at it, you go, what is it? It's definitely a word that looks... Hyperbole. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Is that hyperbole or is that accurate? Well, since I read the text the first time, I've been trying to kind of think it over and Mm -hmm. I mean, ask myself which team is less relevant than the Rangers. Okay. I don't have a lot jumping to my mind. I mean, there's some bad teams in baseball last year. I mean, like the first one, you know, hopped into my mind is Baltimore, but then Baltimore made a big jump this year. I I, I don't know. I mean, I think there's probably a bunch of teams in the mix there that haven't made the playoffs for five years or something. And the Rangers would be in that mix. So, I mean, it's, it hurts to say it a little bit, but I guess, I guess it's fair. Um, but I don't think it's going to stay that way. I yeah. mean, with the additions that you have had offensively and now what you've done in the pitching staff, I, I think you're going to be a bigger factor. Um, you've also played in the division where the, the Astros have just absolutely dominated. They've been really, really good for the past six or seven years or whatever. So, that's that's helped to keep you irrelevant, mm-hmm. but yeah, we're all allowed to get better, Chuck. No, I and right. so are the Rangers, and right. I think they've done that this off season, right? With a couple I, of pitching signings, and and so I'm I'm excited to to get the Rangers out of that group of teams that are mm-hmm. are irrelevant. Yeah, um, I wouldn't describe them as the most irrelevant team in baseball. I, okay, I, that's probably fair. You know. Um, but so who who is? Arizona Diamondbacks or somebody like that. So why? Why am I hating on them? I mean, just what makes them more relevant? I don't know. I just feel like the. I mean, I feel like the. I don't. I think most irrelevant. Let me let me pull up something here. Let me pull up standings and so I can have all the teams in, in mind. And by um, the way, that was my senior superlative, by the way, in my in the yearbook. Was what? I was most irrelevant. Were you really? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. Well, I, I, I mean, I, you know, again. <laughs> Why would somebody put that in the yearbook? You know, I, uh, how about the Colorado Rockies? They went, they went 68 and 94. You know, I, I'm a gullible guy, you know. <laughs> Like like us New York. I I mean, our New Yorkers are. I mean, you've heard the stories about how (laughs) just angry, miserable people New Yorkers are. If they put that in the yearbook, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we had biggest dork, Mm -hmm. ugliest, 
least likely to succeed. You think you're uh, the <laughs> most other. unathletic. Do you think of the how many were in your senior class? Nine. Thirty six. Thirty six. Mm-hmm. Do you think you're of the of the thirty six? Do you think you're in the top five in terms of being the most successful? I have no clue. I do not know what one of the other thirty five. I, I know one of them's dead. Okay. I don't know one of the 34. Yeah, I'm better than him. <laughs> I don't know one of the 34 what they do. What they do. And you've not, not been not back one for a single one. or anything. Nope. Uh, somebody says, you live in Texas and you don't like biscuits and gravy. Yes, convict me. And Jamie. Uh, again, no, just like, convict him. Yeah. Your morning dose of coffee and sports. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Catch the show live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Double T 97.3 FM or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. With Jamie Lint and Jeff McGuire, I'm Chuck Hines. And I uh, look forward to hearing from you today on the 8th Flooring Center chat line. Go to Double T 97.3.com for that or the mobile app. Benchmark hotline is open to at 806 771 we come to you this morning from the First United Bank studios here in downtown Lubbock. So can we go back to the last question about, sure. you know, are the Rangers the most meaningless franchise in right. baseball? Right. I mean, I, I don't think it's just about wins and losses. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's interest and your fan base and all of that kind of stuff. Passion, maybe. Yeah, in a fan base or whatever. I mean, because you could look at the... I don't know. I mean, the Red Sox finished last in the East this year, but you'd never say that they're no, uh, irrelevant. I mean, no. they're one of, uh, and I would say the same thing about like the Cincinnati Reds. You know, they 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 won sixty two games this year, lost a hundred, but I don't know. I mean, I still think Cincinnati has a great fan base and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the Rangers won more games than say, I mean, your Royals, who were sixty five and ninety seven, but no, that, the Royals won a World Series yeah. within, within the last seven years or whatever it was so 2015 it'd be hard Mm -hmm. i mean the nationals were horrible this year won 55 games Mm -hmm. but i mean they just won a world series a couple years ago so Mm -hmm. i don't know it's that's such a subjective thing yeah and by the way the rangers and rockies won the same amount of games last year so i don't know how you could put one behind or one in front of the other Mm -hmm. um the diamondbacks who Chuck wanted to poo-poo, won six more games than the Rangers. I just kind of feel like they're they're lost in the Valley of the Sun. Yeah, you don't there. hear a lot about them. That's, yeah. that's fair. That's yeah. fair. But, I mean, you also don't hear a lot about the Pittsburgh Pirates. No. Who lost 100 games this year. Sure, right. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. again, I, I mean, I think there's a there's a group of teams that have been irrelevant. And, yeah. I, and it, as a Ranger fan or somebody roots for the Rangers, I'm sure you hate to hear that. I mean, I do. But yeah. at the same time, it's – it's understandable. You're not the mm-hmm. most irrelevant. You're just one of them. That's, cause, I mean, if you're not in the playoffs, they don't really matter that much, right? Well, they've they've, they've, yeah. they've spent some money this off season to to show that yeah. they are at least yeah. they've got a pulse. Yeah. You know they've got a yeah. they've got a pulse. And bitter Yankee fan here would tell you <laughs> mm-hmm. since they haven't won a World Series in 13 years, they're irrelevant. <laughs> Yeah, they <laughs> they find a way to make the news though. They do, but unfortunately. That, they got that Aaron Judge guy that. Um, you know, he's pretty good. But right now, way more hype than they are success. Racer 26 says, what about the Marlins? Yeah, well, you got them too. But even the Marlins, I mean, at least they, they buy themselves a World <coughs> Series every once in a while. They have done that. You know, and they've, they've, figured, it, they've figured it out. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, speaking, of, speaking of Aaron Judge, I got an email the other day. On, it's just a sports. From uh, Aaron Judge? 
No, I did not get an email. Oh, from that would have been cool if you oh, did. Sure. I would have, I, I would have told you about it. You would have, you would not have had to ask me about okay. it. Okay. Okay. I would have told you about it. Uh, no, it was, it was on the uh, baseball that went into the stands there in Arlington, uh, number sixty-two, and basically it was, it's being put up for for auction, and I think the bid when I saw it the other day was like, it was over a million dollars, like one point two. So I don't know. I don't know where it is today on that. Wasn't the guy immediately offered th- two million? Yeah, right. And that's what I was thinking. Like that guy may have uh, underestimated. But I, I and I heard it later he was offered three million. Yeah. So I don't know where it is. I don't know where it is today. I just I, when I clicked on it, I was like, oh, okay. Well, that's kind of interesting. That's the uh, oh, that's the Aaron Judge ball. That's the guy. That's the dude. So anyway, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd have to check this to see where it is. I, it was. Uh, it was not quite to my level yet for me to bid on it. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Not right. quite. Right. Not quite. Mm-hmm. Not quite. Uh, Texas Tech basketball. Uh, the Red Raiders were in action last night. They beat Eastern Washington 77 to 70. They had uh, at halftime a teddy bear toss last night, and they're going to do it again today. <laughs> I love that. In fact, you know what I think I'm going to do? I think I'm going to go to the store today and buy a teddy bear for me and Fink to to toss, and it's going to it's going to kids uh, for Christmas. And I'm not sure who it is going to specifically. I think it's the children's home, but I might be wrong about that. But anyway, I thought that was pretty. I thought that was pretty cool, and uh, yeah, I, th- I think that'd be good for them to to see old Fink throwing on the court tonight. Okay, I think the play by play guy should have a teddy bear to to contribute to the cause. So. I'll be a good uh, partner and get one for him. I don't think he's got time to slip away today to get that. I'll go make our selections today. But I thought it was, it was pretty cool watching him throw it on there. You know, it's kind of like being at a hockey game when the guy has the hat trick. Mm-hmm. You know, and they throw all the hats and stuff or the, you know, the, the, the hockey arena where they throw the... So how does it work? They have a kettle in the middle or something? You're supposed to aim for it? No, no, no. They just throw them out there and then they had some just- kids... That, that scooped him up and uh, okay. put him in a trash bag for him. Mm-hmm. And what was really entertaining last night was the halftime. I mean, these boys were probably eight years old, but they were fantastic. They were, I mean, they clearly were well coached because um, they they knew they knew what to do with the basketball. And they had they had this one kid shot a three right away, and of course he became the crowd darling. Uh, the team that was wearing the dark colored jerseys uh, beat the white colored jerseys. I think the white color jersey kids only had one basket, so I was kind of feeling sorry for them, and they made one. But the other kids were like really, really good, mm-hmm. and they were—I mean, they were—they were—they were throwing it up. And they—and the thing that I really enjoyed about last night's game, the the game between the games, <clears throat> was the two coaches that were out there didn't get silly with the whistle. In other words, I mean, there were some times where kids were walking a little bit, or you know, when there was a jump ball, there was a flat, but they just let, they just let them play. They just they just let them play, and it was highly entertaining. Mm-hmm. So I would I would love to see those kids again. I think that'd be that would be that'd be fun mm-hmm. to see that that halftime. Yeah, I always love the halftimes where the kids get out there and get to play. Yeah, yeah. Uh, last night, Red Raiders led by Kevin O'Banner. He had twenty five points, uh, nineteen for Davion Harmon, and fifteen for Pop Isaacs. He had three in double figures, and then nobody else really even close. Your next highest score was K.J. Allen. He had five in 18 and a half minutes of work. Uh, Jalen Tyson had four in 33 minutes of work. He was two of eight and zero of three. Um, so you kind of wondered, did his ankle injury, did that affect him a little bit last night? 
my guess is yes. I would guess it did, and and maybe just yeah. not being able to be out there shooting and getting the reps that he had been giving mm-hmm. or had been getting before that had him a little bit rusty and off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seven oh nine this morning on the morning drive. Get some comments from Coach Mark Adams next here this morning on Lubbock Sports Station Double T ninety seven three. Red Raiders win their game against Eastern Washington seventy seven to seventy. They're twenty seventh in a row at home. Their next action comes up Saturday in Houston against Jackson State. Coverage at two. The tip at three here on Double T ninety seven three. Your morning blend of sports. K State is uh, coming off a big win over Oklahoma. Of course, the Red Raiders off their 37-34 overtime win over number 22, Texas. And humor. Sure to tell them that. You, you suggested that. <laughs> and, of course, they got a big laugh. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. Catch the show live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Double T 97.3 FM or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. All right, so my question for you guys today with the passing of Coach Leach mm-hmm. late Monday night. Uh, obviously, there's been an outpouring of support, which I think has been really cool to see on social media. Uh, my question for you guys today is uh, tell me your favorite, and you don't have to quote word for word, but... What's your favorite Mike Leach comment slash quote? And what was your favorite Mike Leach game for the Red Raiders? I think everybody's going to say the Texas game. So pick your second favorite game uh, under the, in the Mike Leach era. Uh, for, for me, uh, one, the, the Nebraska game stands out, the 70-10 to 10 game. Um, we just put a, a, just a whooping on, on Nebraska. And, and that's where I acted like an even more immature person than I already am. When I stood up uh, on the bleachers on the east side, and I I screamed at Tom Osborne, knowing that he couldn't hear me, uh, like I did as a senior at KU when Dr. Tom ran the score up on KU, and I I screamed that day in 1982. Every dog has his day, Dr. Tom, and I'll have mine. And I maybe added some words to it, and so after that end of that 70 to 10 game, I'm glad the. Uh... Red Raiders could write a check that your uh, Jayhawks. No, no question. Yeah, no, I was very, I was very, very, very happy about that. And I and I stood up and I screamed, "Every dog has his day, Doctor Tom." And I just had mine blank, blank, blank. You and my wife was like, "What? Are, what are you doing?" I said, "Well, in 1982, Doctor Tom called timeout right before halftime, so he could go for two and run it up on KU." And I just wanted him to know that I had my day here today in Lubbock, Texas. And she just like shook her head. Okay. And that's when she knew she was the lucky lady. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Jeff? We are the lucky guys. You are. Both of my, oddly enough, are from the uh, same game. The win over A&M with the quote, sometimes a, sol- uh, a pirate can beat a soldier. Yep, I love that. Period. Dropped the mic at that point. Mm-hmm. That that's that's how all of us felt at that exact moment when he said it. Was that the 2002 Wes Welker punt return game, I or was, was that yeah. the Robert? I uh, know that was Johnson. the Robert Johnson. I okay. think that was the Robert Johnson game. But okay. any win over A and M was good. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. Dropping that quote after beating A and M, that was when the pirate kicked off. Mm-hmm. I'm 100 with Jeff on the on the comment. That was my yeah. favorite one ever, just because I have. 
had living in East Texas had such a strong dislike for the Aggies living mm-hmm. around so many of them that were nonstop beat down of uh, of anybody verbally that yeah. was a fan of a different school. They were uh, man hard to live with. Uh, and my favorite Coach Leach win was. The 2002 one in College Station, and that was the West Welker punt return game, and you were down big in that game and came back and uh, getting to go to overtime. A&M gets the ball first. They score the touchdown and miss the extra point, and their fans just, I mean, that place just got up and was empty mm-hmm. because they knew they had no chance to stop our offense. And sure enough, they didn't, and we won. And it was awesome. That game wasn't on television. Crazy, huh? To think Crazy. about that. Yeah, 48-47, October 5th, yep. 2002. Um, somebody... That so- was by far my favorite in, in the lead chair. That was, I, that's more favorite to me than the Crabtree catch. Okay. Um, somebody mentioned the Phil Bennett game. Uh, I was at that game, too, the SMU game, where it looked wow. like that Phil Bennett wanted – well, it didn't look like he wanted to fight Mike Leach. And you do you, but why would that be your favorite? This this person said that. Oh, I just I, – that was entertaining. I mean, that, that ending was entertaining. I mean, it's not uh, like a huge rival no, 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 for no, no, us. No, 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 Plus, I, I felt like we looked bad. I, didn't, I, 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 didn't, I agree with you. I didn't like it. I didn't like how that looked either. Yeah. I also felt the same way about the Nebraska game. I didn't, I didn't – I, I would, could tell you my. I would have preferred that we called the dogs off a little bit more there too. Okay. Well, I had a personal vendetta there. Um, the um, somebody else. Uh, okay. The uh, I can tell you my least favorite was uh, October fourteenth, two thousand six, at Colorado, lost thirty to six to the Buffs. We aren't discussing leasts. We're talking favorites. I favorites know. are more fun. I was, I just favorites wanted... are happy. We should be happy going into the I Christmas know. party. I just... Yeah. No. My 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 least by far would be. You know, probably the fat little girlfriend's game. Okay. Okay. You were a way better team than A&M at that point, and you were up 14 nothing in that mm-hmm. game and just played horrible and lost that game. By losing to the Aggies would, you know, or the Longhorns, even a TCU one. Yeah. The year TCU beat the Red Raiders 9-3. to mm-hmm. That was tough to take. Yeah. Just that they shut down our offense – so badly mm-hmm. that that was before they were in the no that wasn't before they were yeah I think it was before TCU was in the Big Twelve okay yeah. so those are I'm I'm with you on the sometimes a, a pirate can beat a soldier thank you G Moss um, Tom Osborne was not the the coach that year he was the athletic director or maybe he was in the stadium I don't even know if he was the athletic director he was in the, <laughs> he's he, yelling at somebody he was in the stadium I felt it made me feel good. Yeah, I felt I had closure. I had closure. Oh man. Um, uh, Raiders' dad says uh, your whole life is a personal vendetta, Chuck. Wow, that's that sounds somewhat uh, hateful. Do you think my whole life is a vendetta? I have no idea. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay, good. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seven thirty-nine this morning here on the morning drive. Come back from Minnesota in the bowl game was a good one too off the eighth long center challenge. Oh yeah, absolutely. Now, why they quit throwing to the tight end in the second half, I still don't understand, but that's what enabled you to do it. I'll tell you the two thousand and two Texas game too, in which uh, Tech won forty two to thirty eight. That was Coach Kingsbury's last game as a player at Jones Stadium. That was a that was a great night at Jones mm-hmm. Stadium as well. 
You're tuned in to the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3, recapping the night that was in the world of sports. That's not to say that they don't respect the run game that you have, but you're talking about one quarterback leading the, the conference in passing so far this year. And remember, he didn't start the first game. Right. still play a lot, though. And also bringing some humor to your day. I, I just don't want to disappoint you. I just... As much as I disappoint you, I don't want to disappoint you in some things that you expect from me. Hear the show live weekday mornings at 6 on Double T 97.3 or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Thank you for being with us with Jamie Lint and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Hope you're uh, off to a good start of your day today and uh, look forward to having a, a great uh, day today. It's, uh, it's Wednesday, the day the work gets done. Come to you this morning from the First United Bank studio as we do every morning. Okay. In the Yates Flooring Center chat line, it is open, flashing right now. Hot text available. We're looking for them. Uh, hit us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to double for that. Benchmark hotline is open as well at 806 It's 806-771-0973. Um, we'll have Lady Raider basketball for you tonight on uh, 107.7 Yes FM. Uh, coverage at 6.30, the play-by-play at 7. And uh, we'll have that on 100.7, the score as well, with the tip uh, after the high school fan zone. Coaches from Lubbock High Friendship and Lubbock Cooper into the high school fan zone. As the uh, high school uh, basketball season, take a little bit of a, a slight break, right, for Christmas. And some will be participating in the Cap Rock, which will come up uh, right after Christmas. So mm-hmm. it'll be... Uh, it's not like a, a total idleness uh, for all, but uh, just a brief a brief stoppage, brief little respite, side of the road, cat nap, so to speak. You ever take a cat nap on the side of the road? Not on the side of the road. While you're driving on the road, have you ever taken a cat nap? Uh, no. Okay. I don't usually pull over on the side of the road okay. unless it's an emergency. Okay. Now, I've taken a cat nap in my car before, but... Mm-hmm. Like in a parking lot or something, but <laughs> right? not on the side of the road. No, that doesn't seem very safe. No. No, it doesn't uh, doesn't seem very safe. Uh, Red Raider basketball team won last night, 77-70 to 70, over Eastern Washington. Uh, they'll play Jackson State on Saturday. High point man last night, Kevin O'Banner, he had 25. Pop Isaacs, 15. Davion Harmon had 19 uh, last night. Um Somebody asked, why didn't the men's basketball team get a break for finals? They did. Uh, finals are done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, finals are done. Today's uh, Wednesday. It was uh, done yesterday or Monday. But, uh, yeah, they, they got the break. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't take six weeks to take a final. Well, I assume they have more than one. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would assume. But, I mean, who knows? Maybe some of the maybe some of the professors, like, ah, it's Christmas, you know, just screw it. No finals for you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, sometimes, sometimes it's like that would be an important thing. To, yeah, you have to make them do. Yeah, no. Sometimes it, sometimes it, sometimes it is. Uh, Red Raiders did not shoot the ball particularly well from uh, beyond the arc. Probably had some three point shooting practice today. Four of twenty five. Is that uh, has that number concerned you over this uh, the start of the season? Their sure. three point shooting. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who would you like to see step up on that? Kevin O'Banner. Yeah, he was one for five last night. What's his percentage on the season? I think it's, I think it's well below thirty percent. Yeah, I think you're right. <clears throat> I think you're right. I think though, from last night's game, you got to look at Pop though. Well, a three for thirteen, mm-hmm. I think twelve, twelve for th- uh, three for twelve. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 
No doubt, but he's been your best three-point shooter. He's been shooter. your, and last night was a bad example. I, I am of the opinion, though, that at some point when you've missed that many, you need to change your game up at some point. I'm glad he didn't, though, because he had two big threes in the second half. Right, but if he had not shot the 10 that he missed, if he'd taken <laughs> that to five that he missed and drove the lane, sure. you get contact and get vowels and get three points that way, too, because mm-hmm. he can do that as well. Yeah, there's some of that, but if that's not what your skill set is, and I mean, is he is he the guy that opens things up on the inside by being an outside threat for your team? Now, last night I didn't feel like he was much of a threat because he was missing, but shooters got to shoot, man, and they got to shoot their way out of it at times. And um, I I think there's there's truth in what you're saying makes some sense, but at the same time. I mean, there's John Starks in the NBA Finals who was one of 16 or 17, whatever it was, and you're like, hey, maybe consider passing. Um, But I think, I don't know, I didn't get that vibe from Pop last night. I feel like the offense needs him to shoot threes, and you you just assume sooner or later he's going to shoot his way out of it, and ultimately he did in the second half. Mm -hmm. And I know it doesn't look pretty, and that those numbers, 3 of 12, are not pretty, but um, I don't know. It just it, the analytics will tell you, you know, you got to shoot threes. Yeah. How, how about this? I, I, I think this is interesting. I don't know if you'll find it interesting. Uh, last night, Eastern Washington whistled for 15 fouls. Red Raiders whistled for 14 fouls. Yet when it comes to the free throw line, Eastern Washington 9 of 12. Meanwhile, Red Raiders 19 of 22. In the act of shooting, right, right, not in right, shooting fouls, right, right. No, it, all all of that is just, just again, thought it was interesting, but the fact that you hit your free throws and O'Banner hit his eight, um, basically the difference in the ball game, uh, the nineteen of twenty two versus their uh, nine of twelve uh, last night. Uh, here's some sarcasm. I'm sure Pop will take the advice of a radio show person. Thanks for the insight, Jeff. You're welcome. I mean, that's what we're, we're here to provide advice, provide, provide help to any to any who will take it. I mean, uh, if you'd like me to stop by your place of business today, I'm sure I could offer some kind of advice for you. Yeah. Right. I don't know. I just um, I I think that's kind of what he's on the court for. Mm-hmm. Right. He's shooting threes at this point. That's not to say that we wouldn't like to see him you know, be versatile and be able to drive and, and get buckets that way and get to the free throw line and all that. He does some of that. It just was a bad night for him. And right now I have more confidence in him shooting a three than anybody else. So I'm going to kind of, I'm going to ride with him. Okay. I'm going to ride with him. I think that's, uh, I think that's smart because uh, he's, he's so far shown that he wants the ball and he can deliver in some key moments. We've, sure. already, we've already and seen some that. Of it, some of it, to Jeff's point, has been with him driving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not been him settling for a three or whatever. It's him driving. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys? Do you guys feel like he's been a guy that's forcing threes at all? I mean, no. twelve in one game is a lot. It's a lot of threes. But do you feel like he's forcing it? Because mm-hmm. I, I feel like he's done it within the offense. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. I, I mean, I my, if I'm going to nitpick a little bit here, I, I would nitpick about the fact that your quote-unquote point guard and Davion Harmon is keeping the ball in his hands way too much, in my opinion. I mean, the ball is – I mean, he's dribble, 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 dribble. I mean, 
I'd like to see the ball move a little bit more. That being said, I love what Davion's doing, being aggressive and getting to the rim too. So there's this guy. You got to find a little bit of a happy medium there. And and the other thing too is his teammates are allowed to help him when he's dribble, 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 dribble. Yeah, make yourself available, yeah. right? Yeah, and that get open. You've been listening to the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three. For more from Lubbock Sports Station, go to double T nine seven three dot com.